If you ever get stuck and want to know what's holding you back, I can guarantee you that a root cause is your self-image. It is impossible to rise above the level of your self-love. My name is Raven Burns Kushner. I am a Wiccan practitioner, artist, and life coach. And this is the Paint Self-Love podcast, where we talk about darkness and light, good and evil, and down-to-earth spiritual principles that make our lives more successful. I hope that you find today's discussion insightful and inspirational. So let's dive in. All right, so today we have a little bit of a palate cleanser. We've been talking about Interview with a Vampire. Um, I talked about Bled one week. So these are all dark, serious, you know, vampire films. So this one is a comedy, Vampire in Brooklyn, starring Angela Bassett and Eddie Murphy. I really love this movie. I thought it was going to be super stupid and I was just watching it just to kind of roll the dice and see, but it was actually super, super funny. And, but it did have, you know, all the, the wonderful vampire tropes that I love. And it also diverged from it. And I want to talk about the interesting ways that it diverged. And I'm not sure why in some cases it did, um, but I love it when they play with it. I don't necessarily need a vampire movie to be faithful to all the tropes. You want the good stuff to be there. You want the sexiness to be there. The blood obviously needs to be there. The wealth and stylish dress is very helpful (laughs) when it's there. So all that stuff is good. Eddie Murphy never looked better. I, for one, have never been attracted to Eddie Murphy, not because he's not attractive, but just for whatever reason, you know, some people you just like, they're attractive, but you're not attracted to them. So that's how it was for me and Eddie Murphy until, of course, (laughs) he became a vampire. Then I'm like, hmm, what have I been missing? He's not so bad. He's, He's looking really, really good. So in Vampire in Brooklyn, The backstory, so Eddie Murphy's obviously the vampire. His name is Maximilian or Mats. And he supposedly is one of the long lost descendants of Nosferatu who were all scattered after the massive persecution of vampires. Most of them scattered to Transylvania and the surrounding areas. Some of them, including him, went south and ended up in some long lost island in the Bermuda Triangle and they survived off of unsuspecting tourists. Okay, so apparently Angela Bassett's character is a descendant of one of those vampires. She's actually half vampire, father's vampire, mother's a lady, (laughs) and this lady um, lost the husband, so the husband died. Angela Bassett's character, all she knows is that her you know, father passed away and her mother has died recently in a mental institution. So she is alone in the world and she's working as a cop. And as the descendant, and she doesn't know any of this. So as the descendant of this you know, last vampire. So in the meantime, Eddie Murphy is the last survivor of the persecution that eventually found them in the Bermuda Triangle. So he's the last one. So he needs to get with Angela Bassett's character. Her name is Rita. Max needs to get with Rita so that they can, you know, become companions and I guess pass on (laughs) the vampire race and reestablish themselves. So 
this is where we meet Max. So I like the backstory, actually. I think that's kind of cool. So this is Max's mission. Very simple. I got to find Rita and conquer her. But he uh, is it's very necessary that he be stealth because he can't force her. Um, so unlike Louis and Lestat, he can't just, well, he does manipulate. You can't have a vampire without manipulation, right? But he has to make her want to be with him. So this is his whole mission. And on the way, he has help. So Kadeem Hardison plays his like right-hand man who he does force <laughs> to become his ghoul, he calls it. And to become a ghoul, you have to drink a little bit of vampire blood. So he gives a little bit of vampire blood to Kardeem Hardison's character, whose name is Julius. Julius becomes Max's servant slash slave slash ghoul so that he can take care of things during the day when Max can't go out. So the funniest characters are Julius <laughs> and Silas. Silas is played by John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon's character Silas is Julius's uncle or something like that. And he owns the crappy ass building where they live or he's the landlord, something like that. And he's the night watchman on the ship where we first meet Max. So funniest characters are the two of them. Everything they say just about is hilarious, especially John Witherspoon's delivery is incredible. He is such an underrated comedic talent. Just so funny. I wish he were just sprinkled in like every show. <laughs> so Anyway, that's the backstory. So that's the origin story, which I think was pretty cool. The plot is simple. Um, the only drawback really is that the only interesting characters are the bad ones, supposedly. So Julius is bad because he's like this low rent drug dealer who's playing footsies with the mob, you know, and that's how Max is able to get him to be his ghoul because Max saves him from the mob who's about to kill him for not paying them back. And, you know, Silas, John Witherspoon's character is sort of like this, um, uh, well, what would you call a slumlord, I guess? Like he jacks up the rent for Max because he can. <laughs> so fortunately, Max has the money, no problem. So it's not a big deal. Um, so they're supposed to be bad characters, but they're kind of like, harmless bad i mean you know no one's threatened by these people and then of course max is the vampire the most interesting character sexy as hell you should see what he did to the apartment so they live in this crap hole right um and because he, he has to stay with julius because he doesn't have anywhere to live um they drag his coffin to this crappy building but before he has rita come over of course he like transforms the place into this like penthouse looking apartment with a fireplace and like amazing decor. I was like, okay, nice. <laughs> really, really nice. Um, but so the three of them, the bad characters are the only interesting ones. Um, the love rival. So Max's rival for Rita's love is justice, you know, very unoriginal name, but he's a fellow cop on the beat with Rita. So Rita's a cop now. She's new on the force. Her partner on the force is Justice. Justice likes her. They're both beautiful. <laughs> Justice is beautiful. Of course, Angela Bassett is stunning. She looks the same now as she did then. This is made in 1995. So 
In fact, that's a video I think I'm gonna do in the future. Real life celebrities who are vampires, she's definitely on the list. She looks exactly the same now as she did then. Vampire City, right? So in any case, they're boring. So both Rita and Justice are super boring. The only thing that's kind of interesting about Rita is she is an artist <laughs> and she paints things that haven't happened yet. She paints her nightmares. So she keeps having these like flashbacks, I guess, of her like memories of, you know, like when she was a vampire or whatever, but she's got these recurring nightmares and they kind of step up as Max is now on the scene trying to like woo her with his mind. So she's boring, Justice is boring. Um, Eddie Murphy is super sexy. Silas and Julius are really funny. So what they did was, I guess they kind of had her choose. So she has to choose between Justice, who is boring, but, and also not only is he boring, but he, like negates her gifts. So she, as a half vampire, has certain gifts, like the ability to paint the future and she's doesn't get tired. She's never been sick. <laughs> um, so she's got a few little gifts and she has like a sixth sense, right? So Justice kind of denigrates her and like she's suspect on her job. Like her boss hates her and wants to fire her because she feels that she's weird and incompetent because she has these feelings, right? And of course, these cops are hard-nosed types, facts, facts, facts. And so Rita has to choose between Justice, who's beautiful but boring, and Max, who's a vampire, who offers her the world. They're gonna travel, they're gonna you know, do whatever, have money, leave Brooklyn. So, you know, he's doing the vampire pitch. <laughs> and I don't know, to me, I would have gone with Max because Max is sexy and Max has money. And not only that, but Max can take her out of Brooklyn. No shade on Brooklyn, but you know, Justice is broke. She's broke. They, they're going nowhere. She's about to lose the job that she has. I don't know. The only drawback, of course, is that she doesn't want to kill, okay? She's the good vampire, like Louis, whatever, <laughs> right? But I don't know. So one of the variations they did, so they did a few, I made a list of the variations. So one of the variations is this whole deal of, for some reason, because to me it seems pretty clear cut. Okay, Max is sexy, Max is more interesting. The only drawback is the killing, but both Louis and even Dracula got out of this. So Dracula has, doesn't have a problem killing, but when he was on ships, he ate rats, right? And in the book, when they have to travel, they eat the rats and the, even Claudia, who has no problems killing, eats the rats. So I don't know why in this movie, the rule was, I guess, you have to kill a human. You can't, because that would have been a no brainer. So if she can go with Max, and she can just avoid killing people. So she just has to eat, you know, low grade, you know, like animal blood, whatever. It's like you probably eat meat now. So you just don't have to cook it. I don't see a problem. But in this movie, like Eddie Murphy keeps like trying to like force her on people or force people on her. And in one scene, it was really funny. He's trying to like get her to suck Silas's blood. And Silas is like, nah, I have old grandpa blood. You don't want, you don't want none of this. <laughs> so, so she doesn't want to suck on Silas, which is great. 
they approach some, you know, nice white lady in the park who's walking her dog and like Max goes after her thinking, well, maybe she'll eat this lady. And that lady was really funny too. She's like, I really understand like the struggles of your people. And I just want to say, you know, that I get it. <laughs> it's like, so Rita doesn't want to suck her blood either. She doesn't want to kill anybody. So why she's not able to kill animals, I don't know. But in any case, that doesn't work. So some of the other variations are, so these vampires have the ability to shape shift. So they can just turn into other people. And the funniest scene to me, or the most interesting scene is when Max shapeshifts into a preacher. So he's following Rita around, trying to get her to date him, right? So that he can get her to be a vampire and become his companion, yada, yada. So he's following her around. And one of the places that she goes for help is the church. So he ends up shape-shifting, killing off the preacher, shape-shifting into the preacher. And then he's forced into delivering a sermon because it's time for church. And there he is. He can't go into the church because he starts to smoke and like catch on fire. So he forces the congregation out onto the lawn and delivers his sermon. And the subject of his sermon, this is impromptu. He's giving this off the top of his head is that evil is actually good. So they cut back and forth between him giving his sermon and other things that are going on. And by the, so the, the church is like, huh? Like this guy is the, the embodiment of their preacher, but he's talking about evil is good. And he's trying to make his case kind of like Gordon Gecko in Wall Street, you know, greed is good or whatever. So evil is good. And by the end, he has a congregation singing evil is good. Evil is good. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> priceless. So anyway, long story short, this is Rita's choice now. Rita is not able for whatever reason to eat animals. So when she does become a vampire, and this is the other variation. So long story short, Max is successful, spins his tail, get, you know, bites her or whatever, turns her. What I didn't understand is why the vampire kiss didn't stick, right? So she shouldn't really have any choice. Once she's turned, she's turned, but somehow she doesn't turn. She destroys her maker, and I guess that's what cut, cuts her loose. <laughs> I don't know. But I like the whole idea, once you cross that path, you cross that path, it doesn't matter if you kill your maker. I mean, Claudia and Louis have killed Lestat. It doesn't matter. They're still vampires. So in any case, hers didn't quite stick, which was weird. The possibility of being a half vampire was also weird. How does that work? <laughs> how, do, how do you as a human woman stay with a vampire long enough to have a baby and not get turned yourself? And how does a half vampire work, right? So, and why would you let that happen as a vampire? Either you turn the person or you don't because half vampire, how's that gonna work? If they're human, they're prey, right? So, and we see the vampires don't have a problem eating babies. So you would be eating your own baby or have that temptation on a daily basis. So I don't know about that. That was another variation they did. Another variation was the ghoul thing. So this was mostly probably just comic relief, but 
The whole rules of the ghoul apparently are that, so a few drops of vampire blood. So I, this I got, so it wasn't a full sucking, just a few drops. He forced his tongue open and like put the blood on his tongue on um, Julius. So Julius turns into a ghoul. Now a ghoul is something like some kind of zombie, right? And I guess he has enough powers to be impervious to human shenanigans, but he's not a vampire and his body parts keep falling off. So this would be a huge drawback, I think. So whatever other powers you might have, he's got parts falling off. He loses his ear, he loses a hand, you know, eventually his eyeball falls off. So this is a problem, right? Now, Max says that on the other side, you're gonna like, I guess, have this great, wonderful body that's like um, impervious to harm. But in the meantime, <laughs> it got stuff falling off, right? And once Max is gone, his ring was left behind and all Julius has to do apparently is put on this ring and now he's actually a vampire. So that was kind of cool though, because Julius is treated like garbage uh, for all of the movie because he's just, you know, Max's sidekick. So he finally gets to be the boss. Like now he's a vampire and like he gets to order his uncle around. So that's kind of cool. Um, another, what were the others? Oh, and another variation they did was somehow like, cause you know, like vampires are beautiful, right? And that's one of the wonderful things about them. But in this movie, Eddie Murphy, like his face transformed at certain points. So when he was trying to threaten Rita into becoming a vampire and like killing so that he could, she could be with him, like his face turned back into ugly, you know, like, like demon looking ugly. So it's like, this is a problem too. It's like, no, you, you need to stay beautiful because you know, if, if you're going to sell a human on the idea of being with you, you can't slip back into, you know, demonville because you don't want to look down at your partner and, and suddenly you see that <laughs> that's not going to work. Right. So they have to be beautiful. So they should have just left Eddie Murphy's alone. He's gorgeous. Right. Um, why he, so maybe Eddie Murphy just likes makeup, you know, because he does like playing different parts. So maybe he just wanted that. He's a producer. <laughs> the movie. I was like, leave your face alone. That, that was, I didn't like it. So anyway, the, the movie is very funny. If, if you just want some fun vampire stuff, but you don't want, you know, horror and sadness and loneliness, <laughs> you know, give it a try. I think you'll like it. Have a glass of wine when you watch it, you know, don't take it seriously. Every time somebody says, damn, take a drink, you know, you can make a drinking game out of it. <laughs> Um, are there any life lessons in the movie? No, but I do think semi, a semi life lesson is that I think it is important, obviously, if you have a life partner or a boyfriend or anything, friends with benefits, I mean, you want somebody that accepts you for who you are. So justice, not only was justice boring, but he kept denigrating her gifts. And so if you're a person with psychic gifts or any gift, you know, like even my vampire obsession, like if I were to get with somebody, they have to accept it. They can't put me down, you know? So if you're with somebody that even if they're cute or whatever, if they're putting down who you are, like that's a deal killer, like no, <laughs> right? So justice does finally win her heart 
but he does finally accept that she does have gifts and he stops making fun of her and he starts believing in her. So I would say he has earned her love on that basis by the end of the movie. But she could have avoided all that by going with Max because Max already knew all that. He's obviously has no problem with her powers and he knows about her family. He knew her father. So I don't know. I'm I'm team Max. So anyway, that's it for this week. I did finish the interview with the vampire book. So good. And I've started um, the vampire Lestat, which is amazing. So with interview with the vampire, the book, I have a problem with that Louis, that Louis. I'll talk about that next time. Yeah, but I don't know. There's a few things I want to talk about. (laughs) So anyway, that's one of them. So I hope you enjoyed this discussion of Vampire in Brooklyn. Give it a shot. I think it's a lot of fun. In the meantime, have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you did enjoy today's discussion. Visit paintselflove.com to book a coaching appointment or to buy some inspirational art. Until next time, love yourself and love yourself well. Blessed be.